Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer, put you rookies on a skewer I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Hello and welcome to the Mainstream Mouse Podcast. I am your host, Jaren, and unfortunately we will not have Will joining us on tonight's podcast, but nonetheless, let's kick this off. So the Mavericks win 116-113 to 113 over the Golden State Warriors in a Western Conference Finals rematch in Dallas. Uh, a lot of, I think, takeaways from this game. Um and honestly, truly, like I feel like this is one of the first Mavericks games that we can confidently say was a good all-around game. Um, now, of course, I'm going to dive deeper into that. But before I do that, here's an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, so diving into this one, um, the Mavericks clearly win 116-113, to 113, like I said, in a Western Conference rematch. Um, and this one, to be quite frank, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, um, was honestly a pretty compelling win uh, behind a Luka Doncic 41 point triple double where he had four steals along with those 41 points. Um, the Mavericks seemingly, I feel like um, it, it wasn't a confident win by any means, uh, but over a pretty hot team in the Golden State Warriors, the Mavericks found a way to get it done. Uh, the Mavericks in that third quarter, I think the third quarter was the real big uh, takeaway from this game. Uh, you know, the Mavericks, that's been their real, I guess, uh, struggle has been in the third quarter. The Mavericks found a way to score 37 third quarter points. Now, of course, the Golden State Warriors just scored 33. Um, so defensively, it was a little a little lackluster, but the Mavericks found a way to actually get some offense going. And that was largely in the part because Luka Doncic played roughly the whole entire third quarter. I think he was subbed out for maybe a 15-second stretch and then subbed right back in for that last possession. But nonetheless, the Mavericks found a way to get things done in that third quarter. And that that was my big takeaway. I know I'll get more into that as the game goes along. But um, I guess I'll start out here uh, in this first quarter. You know, like I said, stage was set. Um, Western Conference Finals rematch. This is the first time these two teams were meeting in Dallas, and the the stadium was rocking. It was a playoff atmosphere, honestly, and it felt like something was in the air. It was a TNT match. I, I don't think anything um, out of the normal. Like, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. We were. I was expecting another loss to go five losses in a row, but the Mavericks, again, um, you know, they jump out to an early 17 point lead. Now, being a Dallas Mavericks fan, I know that that lead wasn't going to hold up for very long. But other than that, you know, the Mavericks jumped to a 17-point 17, 17 lead. Um, and most of that was through Luka. Um, Luka and Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway found a way to get involved quickly. Uh, he made two threes really early on, one of those being an and one where he couldn't convert the free throw. Um but, you know, largely it was off of Luca assists. Luca, I think he had five rebounds and like four assists by the end of that first quarter. Um, and, you know, largely the whole entire offense, of course, you know, it, it run through Luca. Um, I didn't really at times, you know, see because I feel like at times, you know, in that first quarter, uh, we see Luca 
Yes, he like that's his quarter is the first quarter. He's I think the leading first quarter points um guy in the league. But I feel like at times we see a little stretch where Spencer Dinwiddie might take the reins a little bit. Um I know he had 14 tonight and was ejected early in that fourth quarter. I'll get more into that. Um but I feel like Spencer really didn't have a whole lot to do with that. Um I I'm not sure how much points Luca had in that first quarter, but the Mavericks scored 36 points and held the Warriors to 24. Uh, defensively, the, the Warriors were getting good looks. Um, I think the Mavericks got lucky on most of those attempts because the Warriors, like I said, they were getting really good three-point looks, um, and it just wasn't falling. I, I think early on, Golden State was just kind of chucking up, seeing what they could get, and, you know, the Mavericks, like I said, getting lucky. Uh, as the game progressed, it kind of seemed like the Warriors picked it up, of course, and um yeah I mean they held the Warriors to 24 points in that first quarter they had a 12 point lead going into the second quarter and Dallas you know just was draining threes uh you know Dorian got involved Tim like I said uh Spencer I think he actually didn't make a three but Spencer made a few twos here and there and like I said like he just kind of fizzled out but came back alive in that second half and then Luca I mean nothing bad of course about Luca that you can say um I I think it, it slowed up a little bit whenever Christian Wood checked in he had a little lackluster night um I guess I'll get more into him I'm just trying to get the game out of the way and then I'll dive into players right away but um yeah you know first quarter I think the Mavericks played a really really good offensive first quarter and followed it up with a pretty decent second or a pretty decent defense um even though largely it was misses like i said uh but other than that other than that you know the mavericks found themselves up 12 points and again like i said you know as a mavericks fan you know you you got to pretty much expect that lead to fizzle out and that's exactly what happened um in that second quarter i saw a lot of times um where the mavericks defensively there was a lot of pockets uh, and the Warriors just were e- easily finding these pockets and easily cutting. Uh, Curry would find the open cutter or <clears throat> whoever it was, Poole, um, oftentimes would find the open cutter. Like it, it was just too easy getting into the paint for the Warriors. And that is really what fizzled away and chipped away that Mavericks lead. And at one point they had a lead into that second quarter. Um, I, I don't know. They went on some crazy run. Um where they were up by two at one point. I think it was like 37 to 35 or something like that. I might be pulling that out. But uh, nonetheless, you know, the Warriors had a lead at one point in that second quarter, and largely because of the Mavs' lack of, um, I guess, interior defense in that sense. Um, The Warriors also found a a really, I guess, productive late into that second quarter to kind of get the driving kick game going. Uh, Wiggins would make the open threes and then Clay Thompson. Uh, I think he, he may have had one in that second quarter. Um, but it, you know, they, they missed a lot of their open kicks, but they were open. They were really good looks and the Mavericks got lucky. I mean, the Warriors only shot 25.6% from three on tonight's game, 11 from 43 to be exact. Um, and I think had a few more of those dropped, of course, the score would look a little different, uh, but the Mavericks would have had to change their scheme up a little bit. And they seemingly did so in the fourth quarter because uh, that 
same problem defensively followed them into the third quarter. Um, but you know, with that being said, the Mavericks go into the half or go into half with a 55 to 54 point lead. Um, and yeah, you know, to start that second quarter, I know the Warriors they had went on the eight, eight to two run and then followed that up with like a 10 0 run or something like that. Uh, Wood got involved, I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood got involved on a high screen pick and roll that involved in a Christian Wood dunk, um, in which Spencer Dinwiddie actually lobbed it up to him and it was a completed pass. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think Mavericks just really in those Luca in those non-Luca minutes really didn't hold up well. Uh I think that there was times in this game where you could argue that point, but at least in that second quarter, that early second quarter, uh, there really wasn't a whole lot good to look at, especially defensively. Uh, Josh Green, he started picking it up in that uh, second quarter. I think he, him and I want to say it was Dorian were like the one bright spot, or him and Maxi, that's who it was, uh, were like the one semi-bright spots in terms of defense. Um, and again, I mean, this you can speak colors about Josh Green. I mean, he played an amazing night. Uh, and defensively, he played really good. But I, I think he was a little slow in that second quarter defensively, and then just I, I think halfway through that he picked it up. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to talk too bad about him. And Maxi, I think he played pretty good defensively, um, and especially in that second quarter, I think him and like I said, Josh Green were really like the only bright spots uh, on those non Luca minutes. But with that being said, you know, the Mavericks, um, as I mentioned earlier, only had a one-point lead as compared to a 12-point lead in that first quarter going into halftime. And I, I think defensively, the Mavericks just had to make some adjustments. The The Warriors countered their lack of shooting by getting inside. And like I said, they were just finding these easy pockets, these easy cuts into the, the, the hoop um, that the Mavericks just didn't really have a counter for. You know, Christian Wood would get caught sleeping at times. Even uh, Tim Hardaway, whenever he was checked into the game, uh, he was caught sleeping a lot of times. And I think that more or less was later in the game. But in that second and third quarter, you know, those two players individually, like, I think kind of caused, not not caused necessarily, but they were really the ones that were getting slept on. And they that's the reason why a lot of these easy rolls, easy cuts to the hoop were wide open. Um, so I guess just getting into that third quarter, uh, again, you know, up one point, um, the Mavericks, I, I was a little worried, you know, the Mavericks being, of course, like, I think second to worst in third quarter sport, uh, third quarter scoring. Uh, and, you know, we just made that trade for Kimball Walker. Oh, and he was officially signed today. I guess I get miss that. Kimball Walker is officially a Dallas Maverick. Um, so yay. Woohoo. We got a third ball handler. Nah. Um, but yeah, I was a little nervous going into that third quarter, just seeing how much energy Luca had exerted in that first half. And so going into the third quarter, you know, he gets his usual minutes. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, he pretty much played throughout that whole entire third quarter. Um, he played, I mean, amazing. Uh, like he was really the sole reason him and Tim Hardaway were like the sole reason why the Mavericks created this sort of <clears throat> sort of cushion lead is what I called it um, where you can kind of play around with 
it, again, they didn't, but they created this cushion lead to where the Mavericks, in a sense, could have subbed Luka out and lived with, you know, a tie headed into the fourth quarter. Uh, they didn't, of course, and the Warriors, and I, I think largely it was because the Warriors really caught heat in that third quarter. That's whenever they started shooting the ball really well. Um, that faded throughout the fourth quarter. But, you know, throughout that third quarter, uh, the Mavericks started out hot, and then the Warriors picked it up right after them. And I think that's why Luka played pretty much that whole entire third quarter. Um, So the Mavericks... Uh, what was it? Like I said, you know, created that cushion uh, in that third and fourth quarter. And to me, I feel like that was uh, just telling. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, like I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, the Mavericks, of course, with their third quarter woes, like getting off to a early start, early lead was really important for them in that second half uh, and doing so. And then the Warriors, of course, caught up um, basically by the same defense uh, same defensive problems that I had mentioned in that second quarter, uh, just easy holes to the hoop. Um, and this time the Warriors were actually making some kickouts, uh, whether it be Curry or, I mean, Curry was just shooting whatever he wanted and he, he was making it. Um, but whether it be Curry or Wiggins for one time, um, you know, these guys were making these kickout threes. I know Anthony Lamb, uh, that was more in the second quarter. I guess I forgot to mention that Anthony Lamb, uh, I want to say he's their two-way guy. He, like, went off in that second quarter and then pretty much did nothing the rest of the game. Um, but props to him. I mean, he went out there. He's finding a role on this Warriors team. And, you know, props to him. Uh, it seems like the Warriors just always get, like, one guy, uh, whether it be, like, Jordan Bell or, like, I guess Anthony Lamb. Uh, they get, like, this one just bench warmer type dude who would never play in the NBA in anywhere, in any other team. And they just somehow – like become this bench star for them. Uh, and I think that was Anthony Lamb tonight. Um, but yeah, you know, again, uh, the Warriors basically scored 33 points in that third quarter solely off of just the Mavericks defensive collapses. Uh, I didn't see a bad defensive night. It, it was a weird defensive night from the Mavericks in the sense that like, the Warriors had to go to their bench early on in that third quarter because the starters just couldn't get anything going. But at the same time, the Mavericks were still allowing 33 points. And I'm not sure how many points in the paint in that uh, quarter, but I think largely most of them were inside the three-point line at the very least. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just... It was like a weird defensive game where the Mavericks were playing decent defense, and then at times it looked like the just guys were just out there. Um. So yeah. So, um, going into this fourth quarter, uh, you know, we got the Spencer Dinwiddie minutes, uh, running his unit, and basically, I think it was at that ten fifty two mark, Spencer gets ejected. Now. Was that a really bad call? Yes, it was. I think it was for sure a flagrant one, non, I mean, contact to the face, like clear, clear flagrant one in my book, but was it worth or was it warranted a flagrant two? Hell no. Um. So anyways, I guess, you know, then when he goes out um, now, I wrote down that 1052 to 943 mark, that was that minute or like minute and 10 seconds. Without Luca on the floor, again, you know, Dinwiddie had been ejected. Without Luca on the floor, 
who was running that unit? It was Christian Wood and Josh Green. And I think you can make an argument, hey, it's only a minute 10. But the Warriors got back into the game and made some huge, I think they went up by four points uh, and made some huge like momentum changing plays within that minute and 10 seconds. Uh, whether it was a steal in the backcourt that led to a Jordan Poole uh, dunk or something like that, um, or just, you know, easy, like really bad offensive possessions uh, by the Mavericks that led into transitions, transition points for the Warriors. Um, it, it was just honestly like, I don't even know. It, it was a chicken running around with its head cut off. Like that's what that offense was for a minute and 10 seconds. And so I nodded down that this would have been a perfect time to put Hardy in. And again, I know it's only a minute, 10 seconds, uh, but I was hoping to see Hardy at least for a little bit in this game because I feel like there was this moment, and then I want to say it was in like that late third quarter moment um, where you probably could have had Jaden Hardy out there. Um, And again, you know, I think having Hardy on the bench, you want to use him. And I know Jason Kidd early on in the game was basically like, We'll see uh, if he gets to play or not because he was called up to the G League for this game. Um, And so I was hoping to see him in that minute. I just feel like that would have been a valuable minute, not just for him, but also for the Mavericks. I think they could have retained at least a little bit of their lead. Um, Argue with me, whatever. Like, I I just think for that minute and 10 seconds, the Warriors got back into the game and the the Mavs looked hopeless. And again, you know, in that, nine minute 43 mark they looked to Luca and he pretty much had to play the whole entire rest of the game and he looked really really tired uh late into that fourth quarter at times but again chugging away finding a way to get it done Luka Doncic our lord and savior um and so yeah I guess you know for that final nine minutes and 43 seconds it was pretty much Luka Doncic uh Luka Doncic and Josh Green this is really where Josh Green came alive, was in this fourth quarter, hitting corner threes, uh, driving to the hoop, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I'm going to try and get more in depth into him, but this is really his quarter. That I think he may have had like six points or eight points uh, beforehand, and then all, was it like five or six or five or eight, somewhere around that range, all all of those points basically came at really critical times for the Mavericks and Josh Green came up clutch. I think if there's ever an argument to say, you know, let's not put Green in in that final lineup because he's never really played in that final lineup. That's a real bad argument that you can make now. Um, Because to be quite honest, he played really good in that final lineup. But with that being said, the Mavericks outscored the Warriors in that final four minutes. I think it was 13 to nine, um, either 13 to nine or 13 to 10. They outscored them little to no offense involved in that final four minutes for both teams for that matter. But with that being said, the Mavericks pretty much, I, I, I wouldn't say grinded it out because they were honestly like really, really good offensive possessions, but the Mavericks found a way to get the ball in the hoop, of course, more times than the Warriors did in that final four minutes. Um, so I guess that's really just my submission of the game. Like I just running down by down, like it's not as good as I would have done with Will, of course, but I'm on a solo podcast. I haven't done this in a while. Um, but with that being said, you know, the Mavericks win, of course, 116 to 113, I guess before I dive into player personnel, I wanted to really like 
just kind of dive into this last possession, this possession where it was after the Dorian missed three or missed a free throw. And the Warriors called a timeout to advance the ball. And so they pretty much had, I think it was like 4.1 seconds on the clock to get up whatever three-point shot they wanted. And that's plenty of time to run an inbound play and get a pretty good look at the basket, um, in which they did. But with that being said, I want to like dive a little bit deeper into it. Um, so basically what the Warriors had was they had – it was Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson at like basically the basket level baseline. Um, and then they had two screeners uh, at the top of the key. I want to say it was like Draymond and Wiggins maybe. Um, anyways, the two screeners uh, like Clay and Poole pretty much go straight up to the three-point line. These two screeners screen for them. And seemingly it was kind of like a scissor because uh, Poole came through the opposite side of the court to the near side where the basket was or where the ball was. And then clay pretty much rolled to the opposite side of the hoop. And it was just a big cluster of Mavericks. There's like four Mavericks on this cluster of like a bunch of screens happening and pretty much nobody knew where their man was. And it happened to create just a wide open, a wide open clay Thompson three. And thank God he missed it. Uh, I think eight times out of 10, Clay Thompson probably would have made that. Um, but the Mavs get lucky again, only shooting 25% for the Warriors all night on that three-point line. But the Mavericks find a way to get lucky. Um, it takes a little bit of luck in this game. I think the Mavericks know that more than anybody else. But with that being said, the Mavericks win 116-113 to 113 after a pretty much hold-your-breath moment in those final 4.1 seconds. Um, but yeah, you know, let's... I guess just dive into some players here that really stuck out to me. Um, I'll go top to bottom from like what the, uh, I guess ESPN, what their box score has. So they have like Dorian at the top, whatever. So Dorian Finney-Smith, I feel like he had a pretty good defensive night. Um, really not much to say offensively. He had some big shots uh, and also some key misses. Other than that, you know, he had some he had some really, really big rebound, uh, rebounds and three offensive rebounds to add to that. Okay, let me back that up. Sorry, this is all over the place. But the Mavericks created a lot of second-chance points, especially in that first quarter. I want to say they had 10 second-chance points at the end of that first quarter. That is a stat that the Mavericks are, like, dead last in. And finding a way to pretty much beat the Warriors on a stat that you're worst in was really key in this game and was solely or not solely, but this was a huge reason why the Mavericks were able to jump off to that 17 point lead at one point in that first quarter. I know uh, Dorian was doing an amazing job on the glasses. I want to say Christian Wood had a few times where he was on the glass. He had eight rebounds to add to that. And then Luca, of course, I mean, Luca's Luca. Um, but Dorian, nonetheless, he was the guy that was creating these second chance opportunities for the Mavericks well into the game outside of that first quarter. Um, again, like I said, he found a way to get three offensive rebounds and three big offensive rebounds. Uh, Dwight Powell, although he only had three rebounds, uh, I think um, other than like a few lackluster possessions, he found some ways to keep some possessions alive. Uh, but Dorian, that was really his big calling card tonight was just keeping the ball in play for the Mavericks and getting a second chance point uh, when needed. And that's really what I felt like Dorian shined in tonight. 
Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, first, like, good shooting night, I want to say in, like, two weeks since that Houston game, I think it was. Uh, he had 22 points, 5 of 11 from three-point line, and 50% from the field. To add to that, he had four rebounds and two assists. Didn't do much defensively. Like I said, I think it was like him and Christian Wood I called out on defense just for pretty much falling asleep. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., a, a good offensive night. Uh, I still feel like at times um, a little shy, I guess you can call it. Uh, he was a little slow defensively, of course, and that's just Tim Hardaway. He's not the best defender in the world. Uh, but you would like to see a little more effort at times because Jermon Green was just able to pretty much sit inside a pocket on a zone, uh, and that created like a wide open hole for either a cut or whatever it may be. And so Tim Hardaway, like, I think he played pretty good. He was the Mavericks' second leading scorer in this game. Um, but with that being said, I think there's still some improvements to make. Is this going to be another zero point game against uh, who do we play next? I think Detroit on Thursday probably will be, but the hope is alive. He had a good shooting game. Um, are we going to forget about his last like 30 games shooting? No, but um, thank you, Tim, for actually playing basketball. Uh, Dwight Powell, like I said, you know, didn't have the most active night. He played 18 minutes, four points, um, but he was just a good basketball player tonight. Uh, he was doing everything right. Um, set a lot of screens for Luca and unfortunately like couldn't really get the the pick and roll action like going a whole lot but he was the one to really like set up the plays at the top of the key uh he went two of three from the field and grabbed three rebounds like I said uh he was you know defensively I think he got a little caught up I guess you can say because whenever the the Warriors would run a pick and roll either with Draymond or Kevon Looney. Um, he was pretty much the guy getting tangled up and basically it, it was all like funneled through him whenever he was on the floor. Um, I didn't feel like he had a bad night. I think defensively there's a little question marks here and there, but overall I think he played a pretty good game. Um, you know, nothing eye popping on the stat sheet, but I think Dwight Powell had a pretty good game overall. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, he had 14 points, went 0 of 4 from 3, and then 5 of 12 from the field. Uh, he had two steals in this game. I think he had very active hands. Uh, we've seen him sort of pick off these passing lanes, and that's really what he did tonight. Uh, he did that pretty well. Again, he got two steals. Um, now, I will say, Spencer, in those non luca minutes, looked really good. Uh, maybe it's because he's, like, the only player out there, minus Josh Green. But with that being said, I, I think when Luca was on the floor, Spencer was just kind of there. Uh, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. I think um, there was some some motion ran through him, uh, but a lot didn't. And he had, I want to say, he was the only starter. And again, I mean, as we say on the podcast, plus minus doesn't mean everything. But he was the only starter not in the plus category. Um, and, you know, he, he was – on the floor whenever the uh, Warriors were making that big run in their second quarter. Uh, so I think that was largely like skewed uh, was, was through that run. But with that being said, you know, I don't think he had a bad night. I don't think he had a good night. Uh, still managed to find a offensive rhythm in this one, even though he shot 0-4 from three. 
Um, but he largely got all of his points inside the paint. Now, would we have seen, you know, more out of Spencer Dinwiddie, of course, if he didn't get ejected? Probably. Um, he seemed like he was kind of heating up a little bit in that fourth quarter or like, I guess, uh, third quarter and then getting into that early th- fourth quarter. And then, like I said, you know, I pretty much shared my thoughts on what that foul call was. But nonetheless, uh, I, I don't think he had a bad night, but nothing good in my sheet. Uh, and then Luka Doncic. I mean, I don't think I need to explain more than two words. He played amazing. Uh, I guess that's three. But Luka Doncic played amazing. 41-point triple-double. I want to say he moved up into second place or tied for second all-time with Dirk Nowitzki, only two behind Mark Aguirre for 40 point games uh, as a Maverick, and he is only 23 years old. Let me add that to that stat. Uh, it's only a time thing before Luca passes that up, more than likely this season. Um, amazing game. Uh, I mean, amazing from the three point line. We don't really get to say that a whole lot, but he shot an amazing uh, four of nine from the three point line, and that's really good for Luca. Uh, and then 14 of 27 from the field. Uh, and a triple double may add that and I think probably the best stat of all four steals he may have had five five turnovers but he basically had to do everything on the floor at times Um, four steals I want to say three of them came in that fourth quarter Uh, just really active hands by Luca Um, and that led to a lot of turnovers by the Warriors in that fourth quarter and that's really what the Mavericks gained momentum on were some of these Luca steals I know he had <clears throat> he had one that wasn't counted as a steal, of course, but uh, basically Steph got around him, and or Steph or Jordan Poole got around him, and he swiped down low, and pretty much got I think it was Curry to lose his dribble, and then it went off of him out of bounds, and the Mavericks were able to get the ball back, and I'm not sure how many, uh, this was that was like 18 turnovers um by the warriors and that's a problem that they've always had is high turnover rates um and i mean they're the warriors like they won the championship last year like i i think that's the only argument that you can make as a defect of their offense is these high turnovers but nonetheless i think able or uh luca was able to scrap a good five or six of those turnovers uh and make them mavericks balls getting into this bench unit i've really felt like the bench had its moments, um, and, you know, at times they faded away. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Davis Bertans just because he played, honestly, not that great. Really bad off – or really bad defense, I should say. He went 2 of 2 from the three-point line, shooting some really good open looks from the corner threes, uh, both corners, and actually had a an amazing Josh Green assist uh, where he, like, basically – went up to he was driving uh from one corner and like went up did a 360 midair and like was able to grab the ball or not grab the ball was like able to like basically look at davis all while doing a 360 in the middle of the air and give him a straight pass to the chest in which davis drained that three um again i mean davis is really here just for being a spark plug uh he really bad defensively uh, and we saw that this game, but nonetheless, I, I think he did his job out there is just be a spark plug, make threes. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Reggie Bullock, you know, coming off the bench, 
he was like the first him and wood were like the first substitutes come in this game um and i mean as me and will like to say this is 14 minutes of cardio uh and may add that he went minus 14 on the plus minus sheet and again plus minus doesn't mean anything but i think that's just notable he was basically out there running he registered zero stats uh like a legitimate zero stats he went oh of three from three i guess that's the only stat that he registered but other than that uh zero rebounds zero assists zero steal and zero blocks and i mean i guess a positive zero turnovers um you know he's got to get it going here soon it kind of seems like hardaway whenever he's hot uh is you know, and Reggie only played 14 minutes. Uh, Josh Green got 27 of those. Uh, and I think that really kind of restricted Reggie's minutes, um, which is a good thing. You know, I, I think before uh, I guess I saw this Tim Hardaway game, I would have said I would like to see Reggie get more minutes than Tim just because at times Tim is just a, a guy running on a court. And so is Reggie, but at least Reggie offers you some solid defense at times. Uh, which Tim offers you no defense at times. Um, now Reggie in this game just pretty much you know ran like that's all he did. I, I w- I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean I think the reset button uh, of sitting out on that Milwaukee game pretty much didn't work. I guess I can't say that now, but um, yeah, he was just getting some cardio up. Uh, and then Christian Wood. Uh, I mean. The, like he honestly I think this might be his worst game as a Maverick uh he did some good things on the boards uh he got a really good block on Kaminga I think it was where Kaminga like pump faked like 50,000 times and then he blocked him off the backboard and pretty much stared him down and rightfully so um but <clears throat> Christian Wood nonetheless oh of five from three two of 12 from the field and four points and his one like good stat line was eight assists um or eight 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 rebounds i should say uh not assists he had one assist um uh, he had some key defensive rebounds at, at times the mavericks just like i guess the warriors i should say had like multiple second chance opportunities in which they would keep missing and then basically christian would finally grab a rebound and that's what like some of his rebounds were were just like all right like let me grab this now uh, before we create like a, a fourth time uh, possession that the Warriors would get. And that happened like multiple times in this game. And Christian would, would largely be the guy to stop that. Uh, he again grabbed eight rebounds. And I think other than rebounding, there's really not much to say. Bad defense tonight from him at times. He was caught sleeping down low. And um, yeah, I mean, the screen and roll for the Warriors was working really well. Uh, whenever he was in the game, it, it seemed like uh, had the Warriors run the screen and well, or screen uh, pick and roll, I should say, Jesus, uh, a little more this game, it would have been a different turnout um, just because it leads to more opportunities down low. And that's where the Warriors were really feasting on the Mavericks. Um, but with that being said, you know, just really not a good game. And I, I think I'd confidently say like, this is probably his worst game as a Maverick. Um Again, I mean, he had some decent defensive possessions, uh, but really nothing, I think, that, like, turned the trend of the game around. Um, Now, this is a guy that really did turn 
the trend of the game around. And he, you can make an argument if he wasn't on the floor. I guess, you know, the, this, this I think is factual at this point. If he wasn't on the uh, floor at this time, the Mavericks would have lost. And that's Josh Green. Uh, 27 minutes. I, I don't think that's a season high yet. I want to say he may have clocked like 29 or 28 in that game where he had like 23. Um, but 27 minutes, five of some from the field and three of five from three-point land. Uh, 13 points, two rebounds, an assist and a steal and an amazing night. Uh, thank you, Josh Green. Thank you for being one of the only bright spots on this team that's off the bench, minus Christian Woods at times. Um. You know, I, I think there's really, you know, Josh Green from his playmaking to defense, he looked amazing tonight. Uh, you know, he was a culprit in the Mavericks, I guess, inflation of three-point shooting at times. Uh, he would make his casual corner three uh, that he just puts up and makes and walks off and acts like nothing. And he made a clutch three to add to that. Uh, I want to say he made the three that put the Mavericks up like, uh, 113 to 110 and I think that's right Um, but yeah I mean like Josh Green he deserves more minutes I think there's an argument to be made for him starting uh, of course Tim Hardaway had a really good night shooting tonight uh, and a really good night on the offensive side tonight but uh, I mean Josh Green is basically doing the same thing he is at a way more effective rate and to add to that you know he can add a sense of playmaking he can add really good defensive presence that Tim Hardaway just can't. Um, now, granted, Tim Hardaway can kind of create his own shot. Or, or, no, not kind of. He can create his own shot. Now, whether it goes in or not, I think is like a 10% chance at this point. But um, Josh Green, I, I think, depending on the personnel, I, I think sooner rather than later, we will see a Josh Green starting um, over the Tim Hardaway, over the Reggie Bullock. Um Soon, like I said, rather than later. Um, but again, you know, Josh Green, really, really good night. Uh, he made a clutch corner three, like I said, that went up. I think the Mavericks went up like 113 to 110 off of that. And that's basically what allowed the Mavs to sort of pull away from the Warriors um, in that like sort of shooting drought. Um, At times, I guess like I'm going to go up. I'm not going to go through the whole Warriors roster. I'll just go through, like, some key players. Uh, at times, the Warriors, you know, like I said, like, from a starting five standpoint, the Mavericks did a really, really good job of locking up the, like, Andrew Wiggins, um, Kevon Looney, like, and again, Kevon Looney found a way to get 11 points, which I think is more than he's averaging. Um, but like I said, at times, you know, they were able to find a way to get things done on the defensive side of things against those st that starting five. And it really made Steve Kerr have to look to the bench. Uh, and, you know, really, I guess what example I'm bringing up is uh, in that third quarter, early in that third quarter. Now, again, you know, they got things going, of course, but uh, they had to really look into that bench early on. I, I want to say it was like maybe four minutes into the game or four minutes into the half. Uh, and Steve Kerr pretty much pulled out um, Jordan Poole. And now Jordan Poole is probably a starter on all other 29 teams. Um, but with that being said, you know, he had to look to the bench early and that's something that the Mavericks really got a plus on, um, you know, taking Clay Thompson out and Clay Thompson didn't have a good game at all. Uh, but you know, you never know with Clay Thompson. That's my thing. You know, he's a kind of guy, he scored five points tonight. 
Uh, you give him one more minute in the game, and that could have been 15 points. That, that's just Clay Thompson right there. Um, I guess, you know, I'm going to go over Jordan Poole real quick. Uh, 27 minutes and a really just lackluster shooting night. Uh, nine points, one of six from the three-point line, and he had nine assists. You know, he has really turned into this playmaking, uh, like uh, a really young playmaker. Uh, you know, he still has his faults. He had like four turnover, five turnovers tonight. Um, but again, I mean, he is finding guys wide open, uh, making some really nifty passes down low to get, you know, the Draymond Greens, the uh, Andrew Wiggins, like wide open whenever they shouldn't be. Uh, and he's able to do that. And he did it really good tonight against the Warriors. I think this is the first time. You know, I, I had known as a narrative that he was getting really good at that. He was becoming like a playmaking type guard. Um, but really tonight, you know, that showed me like Jordan Poole, he can do that. Uh, and last year, you know, I think he was just really good at creating like his own shot and just getting Jordan Poole type shots up. And, you know, this year it's changed. You know, he's still getting his shots up. They might not be falling at an insane rate, but he's able to get other guys involved. And that's just something that the Mavericks – don't have outside of Luca. Um, so I guess I can say I'm jealous, but um, again, uh, you know, Kaminga, I, I want to go over Kaminga real quick. I don't think he had an amazing game. Um, he had, okay. Like if you could take what he played 26 minutes, if you take like 13 of those minutes away, he had an amazing game. Uh, I feel like like for half the time he was in, it was kind of a little meh. Um, and then for half the other time he was in, he was like an all-star. Uh, he went six of eight from the field, and then he went one of one from three-point line, 100%. Uh, and the one three-pointer he made was like a corner three to tie the game up with like a minute 30 left or something like that, or a minute 20. Uh, or It may have been like 50 seconds, actually. Um, but, you know, he, he found a way, 10 rebounds, two blocks, uh, like stat sheet wise, he played really good. I, I just think at times he faded away a little bit. Uh, I guess that's my only like negative takeaway. I, I still think he played an amazing game. He was really active. Um, again, 10 rebounds and he, he was a culprit of a lot of those cuts that I'd been mentioning earlier, mentioning earlier, uh, just kind of like getting under the defense and finding these holes. And he was really the main guy in those, uh, I, I want to say like all of those points uh, minus that one three-point shot. So 11 of his 14 points, I want to say, uh, and like an in one, I want to say they came from like down low. Um, I guess Steph Curry will go over next. Steph Curry, 38 minutes, and he had some real Steph Curry moments. Uh, he had 32 points in this one, and it kind of seemed like uh, in that first half, it was like a Steph Curry, uh, Luka Doncic, battle uh or i guess like duel both of these guys weren't missing and steph curry faded away in that third quarter and i think i want to say that's who he was subbed out for or that's uh who steve kerr like subbed out early in that third i think um but yeah he faded away in that third quarter and then in that fourth quarter just i mean he just exploded he made some steph curry type shots like i said like he had one where it was a wasted possession somehow got out to him in the corner and he just like turned around and just chucked it up and splashed it and then just walked off like nothing. Um, I mean, that's just Steph Curry. Uh, really, honestly, there's really nobody to, else to go over, like key wise. There were four Warriors players in double figures. 
just on that starting five. Um, and again, saying that the Mavericks found ways to shut them down. That was at points in this game. At other points in this game, they were just all going off. Um, and again, you know, Kaminga and Anthony Lamb finding a way to get double figures too. Uh, that creates six Warriors who are double figures compared to the Mavericks four, um, where Luka Doncic did the bulk of that, of course, with 41 points. But nonetheless, you know, the Mavericks <clears throat> found a way to get it done. Uh, I think this is the first real game that the Mavericks like actually won uh, on their own standards. And it wasn't like they, I mean, of course they gave up the lead in that second quarter, but the Mavericks, you know, they were playing neck and neck throughout that whole second half. And I think this is a real game that the Mavericks actually won. This is one that makes you feel good. One that makes you feel a lot better after that four game losing streak. Uh, now on Thursday we play, um, I think they're still like five and 17. They may have, I don't think they played tonight. Uh, but we play the five and seventeen Detroit Pistons. I want to say at seven thirty. Um, hopefully that's a tune-up game for the Mavericks. Just clean some things up, uh, get back on the winning streak, get back to over five hundred. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I think this, like I said, you know, a real a real feel-good win, one to get back in the the winning category. Mavs go to five hundred at ten and ten. Um, may I mind you nine and three at home and then like one and seven on away and they play in Detroit. So it will be interesting to see how the Mavericks lose this one. Um, if they do, hopefully not for our sake, but with that being said, um, I think I pretty much covered everything. I apologize for it being kind of all over the place, but again, I don't do solos often. Um, and I don't really, you know, I'm not the host often. Um, but when I try to be, you know, I think I can do it. And I hope I did it decent enough that you're still listening. But with that being said, um, thank you for listening. Rate us a five stars on whatever podcast you are listening to. Again, follow our Twitter at Mainstream underscore Mavs. Um, with that being said, uh, good win for the Mavericks. Bye-bye.